Hello and welcome to another edition of 41 Files after a long sabbatical. Our podcast is returning here from 41 Action News. Uh, 41 Action News anchor Taylor Hymn is here with you after a long, long time. We are so glad for our listeners that have been wondering when we're going to come back, and we now have a wonderful reason to come back. Uh, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, 54 in Miami right now, and we have a big week of coverage that's already in the midst of it, been going on all week uh, and continuing up until the game uh, on Sunday and hopefully after. Alongside a new producer here for the 41 Files, John Rehagen. John, thanks for, for letting us get this back up and rolling. Oh, man. No problem at all. I love it. I'm excited. John on the mic, we're excited to have you here. And we are very excited to be joined for this first podcast back with 41 Files by 41 Action News anchor Kevin Holmes, who is in Miami, has been there since Sunday afternoon. Kevin taking some time out of what is a very busy schedule covering the Chiefs down in Miami to join us for this new edition of 41 Files. Kevin, uh, I know the weather's great there. Uh, what has this what what has this what has this week been like uh, for you through Sunday? Just a whirlwind, I'm sure. Uh, I feel like I'm running or racing the Indiana 500, the Indy 500, and uh, I'm going at like 800 miles per hour Absolutely. around the track and so, still behind. <laughs> so the, the the big reason we wanted to do this podcast now is as we kind of relaunch 41 Files and, and start doing this more regularly and getting this back out to our listeners is just to kind of take us behind the curtain of covering a Super Bowl. This was something that was new to so many members of our staff uh, and obviously to the entire city. It has presented uh, excitement and some challenges, that kind of thing, to do this game. Just to be in the midst of it and running around like that, Talk us through kind of some of the, and I know you don't have a ton of ton of time on your schedule, but just some of the ins and outs of covering a Super Bowl on site. OMG, it is foreign territory. I, you know, I thought I've seen it all. I've been in the business 17 years. I've covered three Final Fours, NBA playoff run, nothing like this. This is uh, the most massive scale imaginable. It's like a who's who of past, present, and future NFL players, execs, fans, and you're kind of caught in the middle of all of it, all the action. Everything from uh, the NFL fan experience to to talking with local law enforcement to make sure everybody is safe because you know you have millions that to be congregating and and descending upon uh, Miami when all is said and done. It's uh it's it's kind of a massive orchestration and I think Miami is one of those few cities that's kind of used to it. This is their 11th Super Bowl, so uh, more than any other city they are kind of accustomed to, to hosting this big game and and it kind of shows. But the problem. Uh, for us journalists to cover it, I won't call it a problem. The challenge we have is that uh, because it's such a large scale, there's so many people, and because there's so many people, there are so many road closures, so on and so forth. Uh, we are at the convention center right now as we're taping this, um, shooting a few stories here, and from there we have to go to Hard Rock Stadium, which I think is about six and a half miles from where we are right now. It's going to take us about an hour to wow. travel six and a half miles. Can you imagine traveling wow. six and a half miles in an hour in Kansas City? So uh, logistically, that is uh, the biggest challenge. But it's you know tons of fun, bad weather. I mean, good weather, I should say. I want to ask you about. Yeah, I understand it's snowing in Kansas. City. <laughs> it's it snowed yesterday. You didn't miss it much. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I want to ask you about scope um, because we, obviously, what we're we're in the storytelling business here, and we want to try and present stories the best we can to our viewers. Um, and put them there as best we can. When you are in the midst of a massive project like that, which it basically is a project from law enforcement to the teams to all the things involved with the media, how do you how do you put that story-wise in a situation where viewers can grasp at all the enormity of what's going on? Is And obviously you have the, the ability, you're telling multiple stories a day. Is it just doing that, cranking out as many individual stories as you can? What's the challenge there in, in taking the viewer inside? Well, uh, from a from a news gathering point, it's it's more or less 
shoot first, ask questions later. Uh, you see what you can get <laughs> because there are so many stories amidst you, and you kind of kind of gather, it and then you see how you can decipher it and how you can relate it. You know, in my, in my mind, at least, relate it back to the Chiefs' kingdom. Um, I guess the best the best way to, to to do it is what would be of interest to the fans? What would the fans, especially those that will be traveling down here, what would they uh, care about? What are some of the things they should consider when they come down here? What are the, some of the things they should be cognizant of? And what are a lot of the do's and don'ts so that they can have a safe and uh, prosperous and hopefully uh, one that's filled with the Chiefs' victory, a trip back home? Hey, uh, Kevin, what is one of the things that you know we're trying to – kind of show people, uh, lift the veil, if you will, and kind of see kind of how all this kind of comes about. What is something that uh, that you think that people probably don't realize that you have to go through as a journalist team, not only with you, but also your photojournalist with you as well, as far as just the complicated things that people maybe don't think we would run into that you're like, oh, yeah, this is a huge thing that, you know, we, we, put, a, we put a pretty thing on the air every day, but... You don't see all the mess that goes into it. Um, okay, everything from from the parking. I feel so. We're in Miami. I feel as if we parked in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, <laughs> our parking garage is really just a stone's throw. Well, in, in, in theory, a stone's throw from the convention center. But there's only one entrance that is designated for media, and it happens to be on the opposite side of the building. Uh, those who know me, you all know me. You know I love music. So I kind of time things out to the number of songs it takes to get someplace. For example, if I'm on a treadmill, three songs is about a mile for me. Um, you just speed it up a little bit, Kevin. From the just... garage to, to the media entrance here at the convention center, it's the whole album, plus some. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's wow. that long of a walk for us. Uh, and, and, and then it's also, and this is something that, 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 that you know fans will realize when they make their way here, too. Uh, there are so many security measures, and I understand they're in place to keep you safe, but there are so many security measures. I feel as if I'm walking through uh, TSA in almost every building, in almost every part I go to, and in almost every room you go to, they make sure that you have the, the credentials that you need to, uh, to, to be there. I mean, they are vigilant here, and they'll be that way with the fans, too, especially when you go through the security checkpoints. I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize. It's not just a free-for-all. Some of these uh, places, many of these places, including Hard Rock Stadium, there has to be uh, some sort of pass in order for you to get there, and that, that, that extends down to the fans, too. With those security checks, Kevin, we know you got a busy schedule. We want to let you go here in a minute, but I, I want to ask you about obviously the average, if there's such a thing as an average Super Bowl goer. But I think most people who are coming to the Super Bowl, I would think, maybe aren't there yet. Obviously, a lot of people are coming in when the weekend rolls around. That kind of thing. It costs a lot of money to be there all week. Are you getting a sense at all, though, of the level of of Chiefs Kingdom, so to speak, already in place? Because, I mean, NFL fans, period, come to the Super Bowl to be part of the experience. I know there's obviously a lot of Dolphin fans around there that are taking part in it, but just just give us an idea of how many Niners versus Chiefs jerseys you're seeing around. Uh, Quite a few, and the number appears to grow by the hour. My photographer, Al Miller, and I, this morning, we went over to uh, Miami International just to see uh, get a feel for everything and check and see if there are any incoming flights uh, and who was aboard the flights. Uh, we caught up with one dude. He's a 49ers fan, but he came all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, he was he was quite the delight to talk to. We also caught up with uh, some Niner. I'm sorry, some Chiefs fans who came from California. One just came from just north of San Francisco, which is kind of odd, but they grew up in Kansas, so it makes sense. Uh, people are coming from all over for this game, man. Not only not only from Kansas, Missouri, and California, but from all over the world. And it is insane to see just this mortgage board of folks just here 
for the big game and for the celebration. Many of the folks I talked to as well, they're coming from places all over the world, and they don't have a ticket. They just want to be in the midst of everything that's happening wow. here in Miami, <laughs> here in South Beach. A lot of the bars, no doubt, will have huge TVs on display, right, for the game. Some of these people are traveling here just to be amidst the people, be in the in, in, in the ambiance, in the, in the ambiance, if you will, of, of, of what is South Beach, of what is Super Bowl 54. Nice. Just say they were there. That's a, that's crazy. Well, Kevin, before we let you go, I got a real fun question. I think I want to ask it. Average hours or average number of hours of sleep each night. Um, the night before last was the most I got since I've been here, and that was just under five. Uh, <laughs> I would say the average is between three and a half and four and a half. Oh, don't ever say Kevin Holmes is not working when we send him to Miami for the Super Bowl. Kevin Holmes <laughs> taking, burn, <laughs> taking, a, taking a couple minutes out of his very busy schedule in Miami. You can continue to watch Kevin live, Kevin's live reports all the way leading up. Hey, appreciate it. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us on 41 Files. Be safe and keep killing it down there, man. Thank you so much. Hey, appreciate it, gentlemen. See you next week. So that's 41 Action News anchor Kevin Holmes joining us live from Miami, the site of Super Bowl 54. He is part of the extensive 41 Action News coverage that has been there. We sent eight people to Miami for that Super Bowl, uh, photographers, reporters, anchors, and that's also joined by uh, members of our company from Scripps that also already work in Miami helping us out as well that people that the Kansas City audience would not know. So it takes a lot of people uh, to cover this game and get it on the air for you and show you what it looks like uh, for, for viewers back here in Kansas City. And we wanted to bring on our executive producer, Sean Hirschberg, here because Sean is the – is it like Wizard of Oz here, the man behind the, the curtain? The architect. What's, what's it what – how do you consider your role in putting this all together? I would go mainly – I don't have a nickname for myself. I'm too busy <laughs> for that. But I would go We'll work on that. We'll come up with one. Logistical support content. Yeah. It's – a Super Bowl, I mean, we've been, we've covered a World Series before, but a Super Bowl is like 50 times that. And then in Miami, it's tough to park. Traffic sucks. So, <laughs> Kevin was just telling us sure about that. Yeah. That our crews have everything they need so we can show people here in Kansas City what's really happening down there in Miami. When does your plannings, because obviously, like we've talked about, you know, the knock on wood kind of stuff with the city having to plan potentially a parade. And then they, that, that doesn't start on Monday morning if they win. Like they, there's a lot of work that goes into this. When do you have to start li- really thinking about, okay, if they get to Miami, we got to get hotel rooms. We got to do all this. When does that job start for you? So it was when the, after they won, after they came back and beat the Texans in okay. the divisional um, round, the chief sent out an email with, how to apply for credentials. Okay. And uh, granted, we were thinking about all of this ahead of time, but that's when it really got serious, same mm-hmm. as last year um, when the Chiefs beat the Colts in the divisional round. Um, so that's when it really started. And then it was two and a, it's been two and a half weeks of just pure kind of craziness because yeah. not only did we have to plan for a Super Bowl, obviously there was an AFC championship game, which thankfully was here. It was much and made our lives yep. much easier. And I'm sure it helped the Chiefs out as well, having that um, AFC title game here at Arrowhead. But it really started then and it hasn't stopped. Every day it's just constant. Um, I even had a uh, bad time vacation to Las Vegas, and I worked pretty much the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> um, I sent. I told John I sent about 300, 350 emails while I was there. Wow, it's really it's constant because we have so many people, and if the communication and the organization isn't there, um, then we can't 
show people back here in Kansas City what's happening down there. So you've got hotels, you've got rental cars, you've got you know all the like you were just saying there the the credentials to get into games, to get into media centers, all that kind of thing. It's a lengthy list of things that you're responsible for. What's the what's the hardest thing yeah. when it comes to I have to do this or we have to get them this. This is the hardest thing to try and get this person to interview. What's the hardest thing in your job so far before the game? I mean, the credentials are pretty easy. The NFL is extremely organized. Yeah. They have deadlines. They know, obviously, they know exactly what they're doing. So that was pretty easy. The hotels and the flights, other than the fact they're very expensive, is very simple because, once again, the NFL is organized as well as the Chiefs. They do a great job. They've done this all before. So that was easy. It's mainly kind of making sure – all of our people know where to go, that we have our satellite truck has a parking spot that we can put our people on TV live, mm-hmm. technically, and make sure all that works. So we have a lot of help from NBC down in Miami, outside the stadium, so they've been very helpful in doing that. But it's all, the hardest part is all the technical stuff. Literally and, finding a parking spot. You yeah, have, like, finding, from, like, from here, you have yeah, to help with that. On game day, um, Parking at Hard Rock, as we can all imagine, isn't easy, and a lot of people want to be there. So we had to request several parking spots through the NFL. That took a few days. Um, Down on Miami Beach, I was just talking with our sports director, Mick Schaefer. He called it a crisis parking (laughs) on Miami Beach. That sounds like And Uh I mean, I've been there before, and on a normal day, parking on Miami Beach isn't easy. So just to add the Super Bowl into that, um, with all the normal vacationers, it's not easy. So... um, It's the technical and then parking have been the most difficult parts of all of this. Because finding the stories, um, there's a lot of Chiefs fans down there. Our team is our our crew, our team is already pretty well connected. So they're doing a great job at finding the good stories. It's making sure all the technical stuff works. And that's what keeps me keeps me up at night and has me here until 1030 every night. Why do we do this? I mean, what when there's it's there's plenty of Super Bowl coverage on national networks. You can turn on ESPN, you can turn on the NFL network and get plenty of, you can hear Patrick Mahomes talk a lot and all that kind of thing. Why is it important for a a station that's from the market where the the teams are from to send the crew? I mean, we sent eight people to put the money, the time, the resources, the effort. Why? Yeah, I mean, I watch ESPN and NFL network probably just as much as anyone. And you really only get kind of the sports part of it. Yeah. What Patrick Mahomes is saying, but you don't get the local insight and the local flair um, that we're going to do. Um, no, you're not going to see the um, all the fans and their stories. Every Chiefs fan has a story why they're going to the Super Bowl, why they spent so much money. I mean, my sister and my brother-in-law live in San Jose. My brother-in-law's from here. They're flying all the way out, to, uh, yeah, or to from California to, to Miami. Miami. They don't even have a ticket. They just want to be there. So Kevin every Chiefs, yeah, Kevin was talking about that. Yeah, has a story, and ESPN, the NFL Network, aren't going to tell those stories. Yeah, but. We are so so, Sean. What I, you know, I've had the privilege of working with you and seeing you in the trenches when these kinds of planning stuff have gone on for oh wow since fourteen. So, how you've kind of helped orchestrate a lot of coverage for different events, elections, the major elections, even state and local elections. You know, even the Royals. We've mentioned the Royals, and the Royals were were you know. It's not like a Super Bowl week where it's just one week or two weeks. The Royals are a week and a half possibly because of if it's stretched out and all that. Where to? Where does planning this coverage rank as far as how large the coverage scale has been 
and all the planning, the amount of time going into planning it? Where does that rank in in all those? I mean, I think it's by far the biggest one single event that this station. I mean, I'm young, but the, <laughs> younger. But this, Since the beginning yeah. of 41 Action <laughs> News, I'm serious. This could be the biggest <laughs> event like 41 has planned for in the most amount of resources we've planned for for not only in Miami. But pretty much everyone at our station will be working Super Bowl night back here in Kansas City because not only do we have all the crews in Miami, we have six to eight crews back here in Kansas City um, at Power and Light. Um, we're going to a Super Bowl wedding on um, Super Bowl Sunday. I forgot about the Super yes. Bowl wedding. Oh, yes. That's right. Yes, they're very excited. Oh, about my this. God. So, I mean, it's probably the single largest event. I wouldn't say it's the most difficult just because it's you it's one it's just us and then kind of dealing with the nfl with like an election there's so many people that we're dealing with between every single candidate every two states with so many like hotels that all of these candidates are at or their um wherever their watch parties are that is usually the most difficult because there's just so many people involved. Here, it's kind of us and then the NFL. So that helps a lot, but it's still the single probably biggest event that we've planned for here at 41. I promised that I, myself that I would not ask you why I didn't get to go, and I'm not going to ask that. <laughs> but um, you, we did say we sent eight people there. How, do, how does it go into figuring out just the number, not just who's going, but okay, how many, how many people are we going to have to send to be able to do what we want to do? Do you – do you look at it as this many people can turn this many stories? Do you look at it as we need X, Y, Z per day? How, how do you figure out the number of people you're going to send? Yeah, so we started, we applied for, so the way you apply for credentials, you just put a number down. You don't attach a name to it. Of so people we, you would like to send. Of people we'd like to send. So we, we, event, we applied for 20. We used 19 of them. Wow. And that includes other stations within the Scripps family. So a lot of our Florida stations, our colleagues there, we... They use many of the credentials that we applied for. Okay. But the way we looked at it to send people down there and the way we arrived at that number, um, one, obviously cost is a factor. Sure. Um, because it is very expensive. But mainly we looked at at each part of the day. So how are we going to make sure our morning show was solid? How are we going to make sure the midday or 11 a.m. show with Cynthia is has enough stories and then in the early evenings and then late at night. So how are we going to make sure that each one of those shows has enough stories and can tell the stories of the chiefs and of all the fans and then um, same on social media. So all of the folks down there, they're all great tweeting, Facebooking, Instagram, everything. Mm -hmm. So how do we kind of make sure we're covered everywhere? And so we kind of settled on eight people. To, to speak to the expense, too, I heard a rumor uh, along the way that – because there's a, there's a media hotel, right, where the oh, media yeah. is supposed to stay. There are several media hotels. Uh, yes. Right, that, absolutely. <laughs> but I, I heard a rumor that if you, had to, if you wanted to book a night at the media hotel, you had to book a certain number of nights. Is that right? Yeah, so there's a six-night minimum. Six-night so minimum. Wow. Even oh, if wow. we were just wanted to send people there from, like, send reinforcements on Friday, right. like tomorrow, and then they're there through Monday, we would have to pay from our hotel – from or six Tuesday nights. to Monday. That's wild. Mm-hmm. My God, man! But I will say the NFL. It's so nice to have those media hotels because they do provide transportation um, to and from the big events, and just so we don't have to worry about oh where are we staying. Mm-hmm. The NFL takes care of all that. That's so. It's so crazy that they're that they are just so like oh listen we're gonna streamline this whole process. But I mean it. It is the NFL. They've right? had fifty four so, tries right. at this. They, they they should be pretty good at it by now. 
And so, uh, what's what are you what are you hoping for besides the Chiefs win? Uh, what are what's your goals for Sunday as far as the broadcast situation goes? Because obviously we're going to be on six o'clock in the morning with our regular newscast, eight o'clock a Chiefs special from ten to two. The game is going to go on, and we're going to go on after the game. What what's a is there any situation where you go home on Sunday night and are able to go? Man, we we really did well there. Yeah, I mean, I have full faith in our people in Kansas City and in Miami, so I'm not worried about content or anything. It's all technical. Um, when we're back here in Kansas City at Arrowhead, we control every. I mean, we can control pretty much everything, and we sure. know how everything works. They bring all the players. We know where the locker room is, how to feedback all that, um, all those interviews, so we can get it on TV for the viewers. All the players that come to the podium, we know how all that works. With the Super Bowl, everything is a cluster postgame. <laughs> yeah, it is. And how do we get everything back so we can get it on TV? So I'd be happy if we just technically everything goes right, all of the live shots work and don't go down. No one. And then my worst nightmare is we're at like power and light and a fan comes on and just starts cursing. So that's like my right. worst nightmare. We're obviously Which could looking happen. into kind of how yeah. to delay, put us on a little bit of a delay. But that's my worst nightmare is probably someone cursing, which, I mean, after the AFC title games, Chiefs fans are great. Um, obviously, they do curse at the games. But yeah. when they were on TV, we didn't have any problems. But it's always just a fear of mine, no matter what team. That live aspect throws yes. a whole new wrench into mm-hmm. it. What is, just so our, assuming our viewers are gonna, and listeners are going to listen to this before the game, I hope, uh, what should people expect if and when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl as far as on TV from us that night? We're going to go on and not stop? Like, what should people expect from yeah, us? Yeah, so um, first of all, we have a pregame show 6 to 8 o'clock <laughs> on Saturday and then 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Sunday. And then postgame, we'll go on right when the game ends. Um, and we'll show people, unlike what obviously the national folks in Fox will do, we'll show people what's happening here in Kansas City. Right. Um, at Power and Light, they're expecting – probably tens of thousands of people down at Power and Light. They'll have two screens, one on Grand, kind of near the Sprint Center, and then the normal one inside Power and Light. So we'll be there. We'll be all across the city. We have a a Super Bowl wedding. We'll be at Chapels in the Northland. We'll be in Overland Park and a few other locations. So that's what we'll show for a little while, and then we'll be on the field in the locker room. And then, I mean, we'll be live in Miami the entire time. Lindsey Shively will be outside. Um outside of Hard Rock Stadium. but And we'll have people we'll on the everywhere. field, too, when the game's yeah, over, right? Yeah, when the game's over, the NFL has restrictions of, um, I believe it's right after the, the commercial break after the trophy presentation uh-huh. is when we can be live on the field. So um, Kevin Holmes and Mick Schaefer and our photographer, Chase Lucas, will be live on the field. Wow. So, Sean, what— and their space is tiny. I don't know. I was going to say, there's a million to, people on the field. I don't know I'm if sure. they're going to be able to stand shoulder to shoulder. They're going to have to angle themselves because Kevin's six seven. He's a big guy, <laughs> so they're going to have to angle themselves. They don't have a lot of space. So I remember when the Royals won. I was down at Power and Light with Darius and Amy Hawley, and when the night the, of the game, you mean the like, night when Harvey blew the ninth inning and the Royals won. So. When the uh, when the Royals won, I think the game was around ten o'clock. I don't remember coming back into the station until one thirty, like pulling in, and that was the Royals. Now the Royals was a thirty year drought. It's baseball; people love baseball. The Royals were were great. They had a team that everyone rallied behind. And this is no slight to the Royals at all. No, nope. but, but the Chiefs. This is it's a whole been, new ball game. This is fifty years since this has happened, and. I can't imagine. I I can't even because I remember how crazy it was. I mean, the the streets were flowing into Sprint. I'm surprised they didn't open Sprint personally 
Because, you know, that seems to be the trend these days is opening up a, an indoor arena and letting people come in and view. Do we run into the same logistical nightmares as far as getting people there? I mean, even though we're familiar with these entertainment districts, this is completely different than, let's just say, going and watching Team USA play, which we've covered before, or the Big 12 or whatever. This is, do we run into any extra mistakes or is there things where, like, uh, where, you know, Power and Light might say, well, this is how we're going to do it this time kind of thing. The, power, the folks at Power and Light, we deal with them a lot, especially around the Big 12 tournament, and they're great. They know, they tell us exactly where to park, how everything works. Um, so getting there shouldn't be a problem just because they're very good at at logistics because they deal with a lot of big events. So that I don't foresee being a problem. Now the time everyone leaving, yeah, that's going to be an issue because they're going to be there for a long time. They're, it's going to be warm, so they're expecting a lot of people. Um, so Mm-mm-mm. it'll be an interesting It'll be evening. fun. And, of course, hopefully the job does not stop on Sunday night. Hopefully, you know, we've already brought you stories about the, the city preparing for for what's next. I'm not going to see say the, the P word on the podcast mm-hmm. just to throw people off. Um, but there is going to be something after, assuming the Chiefs win the game. We will, of course, be very involved with that as well. So there's still much more to do after Sunday. And I, uh, <laughs> Sean has been nice enough not to look at his watch the entire time he's been sitting here. <laughs> but I know there's probably 15 people in the newsroom. about 40 emails. Yeah, looking for you right now. 10 minutes. So thank you so much for joining yeah, us and, no for, and for the work you put in to put this all together. It's, yeah, it's, it's been fun. Yeah, it's it's fun to be part of, too, and to, and to cover it, I, and I hope that's coming across on screen. So, Sean Hirschberg, executive producer here at 41 Action News. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. So that gives you kind of a glimpse into <laughs> the mania that is trying to cover your team going to a championship and going to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, it, we, we joke a lot about the the Patriots, but I've, I've thought of them a little bit during this and just how nice it must be for the television stations in Boston mm-hmm. to have done this nine times, you know, and be like, listen, we've got it all figured out. We know exactly where we park. We know where we stay. We know where we eat. We've got it all down to a system to, to not have done this in a while. Well, ever at this scale for us, uh, it's, it's a big challenge. Well, and, and you look at it too. It's, it, it, it makes me, when I hear about it, I'm just like, I am like, I, I sympathize with right. the, with the Boston area media. I'm like, man, they probably each year have just been like, you know, if the if the husband or wife or the kids or family want to go do something, it's yep. like, well, well, the thing is, the end of January and uh, and early February is kind of <laughs> that's a blackout date. You know I heard Mick Schaefer joking about it uh, right around the AFC Championship. He's like, you know, what? I found out, I remembered I had a daughter. You can't believe it, I have a daughter, and, and like, that's how long it's been <laughs> since Mick, our sports director here at Forty One, has seen his family. So, John, you are a, a producer here at 41, have been for a while, have done news, have done sports. You've been working on sports a lot for this and working on our Road to Miami specials, that kind of thing. That's what's interesting, not the only thing that's interesting, obviously, but one of the many things that's interesting about a Super Bowl is it's a sports coverage event and it's a news coverage event. You have oh. to kind of come at it from both angles at the same time. Well, yeah, and, and the thing about a lot of that is is um, luckily I, I have a great you know, partner, and I'm actually just kind of a transplant in sports this week because really yeah. Megan, uh, one of our producers, she's been holding down the sports department. We wanted her to be here today, but she's just got too much on her plate. Yeah, she's it, she's been holding that down, and she makes the engine run. I mean, that's that's just it. And but it's weird because you know you you, you get to the spot where there's a difference in covering sports and covering news. Clearly, I mean, we, we know, but sports is more entertainment. So now the sound bites that we look for when we're in news, right? When I would do a news producer and we have the cheese coverage, I'm like, oh, I want to, I want the sound bite that has the fan who 
you know, got down here and got stuck and then, and then they, they missed the they missed their event or maybe they did that because, you know, it's just something that you know will gravitate with people. Like but, good luck, like bad luck, Chuck. That's but, that's a news part of this story. Exactly. It has nothing to do with the game, whether you're superstitious or not. He's, right. he's not the one scoring or not scoring touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's a news element of covering this kind of situation. But then when you get to the sports side of it, the fun thing is, is getting, you know, we don't have to deal with a lot of the logistics and, oh, well, we're going to do this for 4 p.m. and 5 p.m. this. And, yeah. But what we do is... Now we're listening through, and we are specializing in getting into the weeds mm-hmm. of sports, right? Because if you're watching a sports show, you want the sports. And, yeah. while, and while ESPN covers and Fox and all them cover uh, Mahomes and look at the passing game and look at the defense for the 49ers and all that, we get, they don't cover the other guys, right? Yeah. They don't cover, you know, a lot of people probably don't talk to the Honey Badger, Right, or Tyran Matthew. Or even, like, offensive and defensive coordinators, that kind of thing. We're talking all the coaching staff and all that good stuff. I mean, the the stuff that Uber Chiefs fans want to know. Exactly, and that's what's been so fun about this is because of the plethora of interviews, right? Because each week they only give you, like, two or three players. Right. And they just kind of choose who they want to give. And a lot of times it's always Mahomes. But, they'll you know, one day they'll do this time. Next time they, they may not have Tyreek this week. They right. may have Travis this week. What's been really cool is the media week down in, in – uh, Miami, Miami, and for the Super Bowl is there's so many opportunities where they get to meet the the press and the media that you know you start getting just you just ask questions just to ask questions at this point. I mean, yesterday the funniest thing that we had on our show was Tyree Kill was asked who the fastest kill was like was McCole Hardman was like oh it's Tyree Kill Tyree Kill was like. Uh, Sammy Watkins, and then we, and then Mick was like, "Oh yeah, Sammy." Uh, to McCole, he was like, "Oh yeah, Tyreek said Sammy." No, it ain't Sammy. It, on, maybe on a bad day, <laughs> Sammy can get us, but I don't know how many of those bad days we actually. And it's like, it's like these guys are roasting each other, yeah. and the whole Sack Nation stuff that they've kind of embodied, and things like that. And those are things that you will not see on the other stations, and those are uh, like on the networks, and those are really aren't things that you're going to see in the news because. As you know, as well as I do, the news hour, that's valuable real estate. So not only do we put in our talent and and show where we're at there, and we want to show stuff that connects to a wider base, right? But then we also have other news going on. Give it other things to cover. That's right. Yep. And so with sports, it's like all bets are off, baby. Like as long as it's Chiefs related, go for it. And so it's fun because as a hobby of mine, it just it's like I get to come in every day and talk about sports and it's great. And speaking of other news and that kind of thing, just a reminder, the Iowa caucus is next week. Like it's that's that's the world that's going on. Oh yeah, and then the coronavirus stuff, which is absolutely taken, it, like that is now I mean, we blew out the top of our newscast yesterday at four because it was in Lawrence. Because it was in Lawrence. Potentially. Or but yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So there was, you know, there's local stuff there and it's like, well, so now we also have to gauge our our love for the Chiefs and right, right and, and the and the desire that we know that people want with the Chiefs gear and the Chiefs coverage, but we also there's a you know we still have to do our jobs as yep. journalists. Yep. And so the fun thing though, uh, you know, is just been sports has been great because you just get to put, you get to have fun finding out and you get to learn more about these. There's different storytelling aspects to it. Plus, not to mention you can do about a forty second soundbite, which is nice. <laughs> uh, uh, we really hope that. When the notification that 41 Files has a new podcast popped up on your phone that you were happy, that that was exciting to you. It's been a few months since we have done a new episode, and we have I'll, – I'll be up front. One of the big reasons for that, you heard Sam Hartle here on a regular basis uh, that was digital producer Sam Hartle. He's now digital director Sam Hartle, and he just has a few too many plates spinning and is not able, was not able to take part in this as frequently. Uh, John Rehagen uh, has been at 41 Action News now for several years and uh, was very excited about the opportunity to be here. And so – 
we're going to continue doing 41 files and, and ramp that back up, hopefully on a very regular basis. We hope to do week to week. It might be every couple of weeks. We're not sure exactly how that's going to look just yet. Um, we are going to keep some of the same things you've listened to before. We're going to try some new things. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we would love to hear from you um, about things you would like to hear about, about um, people you'd like to have us interview, different guests you'd like to have on and hear their perspective. Uh, because as always with 41 Files, the, the goal has been to show you more than we can show you in a newscast and tell you more than we can in a 30-minute newscast or much less a two- to two-and-a-half-minute story about a given topic. We want to share with you things that are interesting on a deeper level, and we hope we're able to do that with 41 Files. So resubscribe if you need to. Uh, continue subscribing if you haven't already, uh, and we're very thankful that you've stuck with us through some, some uh, ghost time, so to speak. But 41 Files is back, and the Super Bowl has given us a great opportunity to do that. John Rehagen, Taylor Hemnes for 41 Files. We'll see you next time.